All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Welcome to episode 432 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm back in the hosting chair, Julian, admin on the Kiss FAQ. And I'm joined by Marcus Almighty. Mark? Greetings. And 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hey. Lonnie? Go Bengals. <laughs> 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 who, who day all right let's get into today's stuff first of all let's start off with some comments mark from uh from the last episode you guys did i think that one was without me i'm losing track i'm so busy at the moment yeah so we had a we had a couple of comments more than a couple so thank you again for all your comments we appreciate receiving them uh, a lot of them are pretty long so i'll just say like maybe the first couple of sentences of each one just so that i can go through a few of them uh, one is from rome loves dan and he says, great memories of the KISS albums, outstanding art design, the best. In fact, my favorite local record store had the giant wooden reproduction on the building. So thank you, Rome Loves Dan. I said, don't, sorry, Rome Loves, yeah, Rome Loves Dan. Uh, we also have uh, Bill Phelps, who says, great show, guys. I was 10 years old in 1978 and was into KISS at the time, thanks to an older cousin. I have a cool picture of my 11th birthday in February 1979 blowing out the candles on the Gene LP in one hand and Aces in the other. So there's another great memory. Uh, we have Battle Station Torpedo who says, My kiss claim to fame is Donington 1996 off the soundboard. Paul Stanley says, We got a fire over here. It looks like it's going to be a hot night for rock and roll. Me and a few friends or buddies built that fire and lit it when Kiss hit on Kiss hit the stage. So there you go. Uh, and one more we have, let's see, what's another one I can say really quickly. Uh, A.B. says, I would include Ace Frehley's What's On Your Mind. Great underrated song with his bit from Coming Home Recycled. So there you go. We have a few comments from the listeners. Thank you again for your submittals. Yeah, thank you everyone who comments on anything that we do, positive or negative. It's great to hear your thoughts on the episodes that we do. Uh, Mark, you have something that you wanted to talk about before we go to recent acquisitions? Yes. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank people who were uh, giving their condolences about my friend Gord, who passed away uh, from lung cancer. Uh, it was a pretty shocking thing. I dealt with Gord for quite a few years. Uh, you know, we were in a band together and we toured, and he was a great guy amazing guy so thank you for the comments that you left me i really appreciate it and the other thing that i wanted to say really quickly is uh october 1st the new dark monarchy single uh king of the land comes out uh you can get it on the uh bandcamp page for the dark monarchy and october 31st the album will be coming out uh on digital and and you'll be able to pre-order the cd version of the new album which is called chioscaro which is italian for light and dark so uh that's going to be the new uh dark monarchy record dropping october 31st for anybody who was interested thank you yeah i gotta ask you since you're talking about the projects that you work on number one you remember pile driver uh for a yes. while um but train records any mm-hmm. update on uh volume three the pressing any idea yes. where you are in the queue Yes. Um, so I, actually, there's going to be a Project Gemini update video dropping this evening after this uh, thing is done. But just so you guys know, <clears throat> in case it comes up before the upload is done, uh, I get the album covers either this coming week or next week to sign finally. So the album covers will be in my hands. You guys, I'll make a video so you guys can see them in their glory. Uh, once that's done, I just insert the download cards and the posters and I give them back to train. And then it's up to them from what I hear. And of course, I'm busting their balls to get them to me as quick as possible. I should have them hopefully first week of December. So that's the latest update on it. He says that should be what it's like 
right now how things sit. He goes, he's going to guarantee me before, before Christmas we'll get them for sure, but he's hoping first week of December. And he's told me, too, that after the new year, the queue has considerably dropped for vinyl. So if I can get a new Project Gemini album done in, let's say, January, February, I could get vinyl done much quicker for next year. So, But we'll see when that happens. Yeah, you say that now. You know how the industry yeah. works. Everything yeah. changes like that. All right, yeah. uh, new acquisitions. Ken, what do you got? Well, a couple of things. Uh, one, you probably have this one, too, I'm just going to say. The... Uh, the the gold mine yeah nice. numbered uh what, did, what yeah, numbers did you uh, end up with uh 28 28 i had 24 and 135 oh okay nice. i just got one of these yeah and i opened it and read it and it has that uh the photo the gene there it is yeah don't want to show people bootleg absolutely everything these days yeah so so that's one thing and it's and, good, and by the way good. this is this is the same it's a slips it's a slip case of the current edition that comes with two kiss covers one is a band of them uh band cover from 75 and the other is a gene from the abc in concert which i love um right. i said mm. I, I had copies of both of those something to andy um so there's a really off-the-wall interview with Gene Simmons in there. It's not your everyday question. Yeah. So mm, it's really worth idea. checking out and supporting. They're still available on goldmine.com to buy them. I, mm-hmm. I know that people love to read shit for free, but these are really worth it. And it also features an interview with Vinny Gonzalez, who is like the Uber Kiss fan, uh, personality photo and autograph collector from way back in the day. I mean, he's a legend in the Kiss community. So mm-hmm. you get Gene, who is a legend of legends, and you get Vinny, um, you know, featured in the same issue. And these are already sold out. There were 200 copies. I grabbed two, uh, fortunately, but the regular ones are still available. So do go to goldmine.com. Check them out. They do a lot of great content, a lot of great bands, a lot of stuff that falls off the radar, unfortunately. And what else, Ken? The other thing I got was uh, the the Love Gun uh, picture disc. That's on like silver foil, isn't it? It looks it's, a yeah, little bit metallic. Is, uh, yeah, it's, it's still in the screen grab, but it's, yeah, it's shiny. You can see it's kind of embossed. You can see it. And it's yep. embossed up here. Yeah. I skipped it. Love so. gun is all embossed. So that. So and you know, I opened it, of course. But I, I like I open things, you know. Yeah, that's the way it should be. <laughs> Did you have the gun uh, in yours? No, the gun's on the outside. Ah. Right? So you, you do have in. the gun. The, the gold. Back, nice. that, the back of that really bothers me. Oh, you want to see the back? You don't like the back? Yeah, that classic uh, picture. On... What is it that you don't like about it? It, just, it the cubes just doesn't feel love gun. I, mm. I always equate that with alive what? too. Just from my yeah. personal yeah. reference after the fact, you know whether, whether or not it's correct, whether or not that's correct or not, <laughs> I always equate that with the live too, rather than yeah. love gun well, itself. You know. Yeah, I understand. That's okay. So that's okay. I finally I, got that. I've been wrong before. <laughs> all right, that's I've all got, I got. I got one other thing, and mm-hmm. I did a I did a test print. This is for some of the events that are going on around Cruise Fest. I printed out. The mask hysteria. Oh, nice. Where where I'm at. I can't show you the other side, which is the uh, the cover art, because that's not final. That's just a sketch. Mm. It's on there. Um, But 206 pages. Now, not all 206 of those pages are written yet, but quite a lot of them are. So people Mm. who come to Godmothers in San Pedro. What is it? The night of the 28th when I'll be distributing the 50th anniversary copies of Kiss on Tour Volume 1. Um, we'll be able to flip through it and just see where I'm at. And maybe if they're from European countries, see where I've got gaps that they might be able to contribute to. So this is very <clears throat> real. It's not just a few sample pages that have been thrown together. This is the demo. You know, it's not nice. been given to a designer to put together properly, and I don't even know if it gets to that stage again. Because I haven't taken a cent of anyone's money, this is uh, kind of my pet right now. So mm-hmm. also been working on my review of Creatures of the Night, the Super Deluxe Edition. 
I haven't even listened to the thing yet. I'm up to 25 pages, like 11,000 <laughs> words. Without listening to it, oh my God. Without joke. just setting the stage for all of the CDs has taken me 11,000 <laughs> words to to do. There's a lot of new information in there, dates, mm. contracts, lawsuits, all sorts, of, all sorts of I shit. Would, I would be interested in a Killers, Creatures, Lick It Up book. Can't Definitely. be done now. Cannot be done. Michael James is gone. I've transcribed my interview with him um, about the albums. Um, Tim. What about Pace. the people that worked with them? Well, Tim interviewed Adam Mitchell. Um, he interviewed. Uh, Didn't Whitman uh, do the engineering? Yeah, Whitman did it. Thurna did did it as well. Um, I interviewed Michael Champ before he died. Um, <clears throat> you know the the. You know, the KISS FAQ, and that includes the stuff that Tim did while he was, you know, a driving force creatively. You know, we've got five or six interviews related to it. Bob's gone, you know, and that's killers. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill O'Coin yeah. is gone. Um, Vinnie Poncia, who is tangentially yeah. related to it, isn't really but, accessible. But you still have enough info there for sure to do it. You do. Chris Dale did a fantastic series on Metal Talks about the guitarist auditions, and he got most of it right. You know, there's yeah. some things that are, you know, really wrong there, but... Um, but you have so much information with the already. I mean, I think you, you could probably do a book on pretty much any well, Kiss record. Since uh, we're kind of talking about it, I'll, I'll just do a show and tell. I do have this, which is... No, 82 at a glance. At a glance, it's uh, someone's day planner for what was done. And a lot of that information that was in there Mm -hmm. has gone into it. Oh, let me do one more. All right. How does he get this stuff? And, of course, I I do have the actual, and these are the real contracts that Michael James Jackson signed for uh, the production of both Killers, Creatures. Those are the things I would like to see, because I'd love to see what kind of, uh, you know, restrictions or what kind of things they wanted to do with certain records those are the things i was because of having my own contracts presented to me from different labels i'm always curious to see what's going on well, with that so some of that detail like the points that uh, michael got for the album um the other one is from well, i won't say the date because i don't want that to magically disappear um mm-hmm. you get what he was paid how much he mm-hmm. was advanced and how much he'd get in royalties and who were the people he was going to be working for and the delivery dates. So there's, oh, cool. a, there's a lot of new information for me, at least. I, I don't know if any other people have photocopies of that shit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if I have one, I have the original, which has the actual signatures of the people for real. Yeah. Um, but copies have the same information and that's where the value is so again a lot of that's going to be in my extended i call it a review overview over Mm -hmm. over review because again i want to put so much detail into it before i even talk about the music on the box um but you're not going to be able to read that until november and close to the release date for the product because that's just how it works looking forward to it all right, let's get into today's episode, because we don't usually waffle for 15 minutes before we get talking. We're back with the death match. The last time, the two albums that came out of the hat were Creatures of the Night and Sonic Boom. So let's just say, other than one, one album having nine songs and the other having 11, which means that two automatically go into the white cup of mystery to go uh, for all the excess. So two Sonic Boom <laughs> songs are guaranteed to be going through to an wow, additional, lucky, lucky. An additional yeah. round. But Mark, do you see any chance that a Sonic Boom song is going to knock off um, a creature song, and how have you prepared for this experience? Since we don't know what the matchups are going to be. Well, I, I'm actually this is probably the most what prepared the I am for any of these for for one reason, because I was listening to a lot of creatures lately, just because I love that album, anyways. And plus, uh, we had that little uh, discussion in our messenger there. We were sending that Julian con- Julian constructed list of uh, creatures there. 
So I was listening to that and listening to a bunch of stuff. So I had a lot of stuff there to listen to. And today I was listening to this pretty much all day, the the actual album. Uh, and I, you know what? I'm not going to say that it's going to be close. It's not going to be close at all, in my opinion. But, you know, there are some songs in here that I maybe forgotten were a little bit better than I thought you know from initial yeah exactly so who knows what the matchups may be you never know there might be one or two that could pull out a big surprise on because there are one or two songs that I will, I'll say are weaker on Creature that are weak but who will they match up with yes you know that's the, that's the big thing right yeah a- absolutely and I'm, I'm just realizing that I haven't done my uh, little notebook while I'm talking, but one thing that you mentioned is that little matchup. That wasn't mine. That was actually a, a graphic of the album cover that circulated on the internet like 15, 20 years ago that okay. had Creatures, oh, that the, the track listing with 13 songs, four of which clearly were not on it, mm-hmm. um, three of which don't circulate or possibly even exist, but Partners in Crime was allegedly remixed. So it had the track sequence, including that. So what I gave to the guys to listen to was this alternative track listing for Creatures. And what I then, when I was listening to that for the first time in that order, and I never realized that it was different until I was working on this review, was that it was completely different order. Mm. And when I listened to it in that order, I suddenly started thinking, wait, Creatures has a concept or at least a theme underlying it and that's a whole other episode so yeah. I'll throw that out there do you think that creatures has a common theme running through all of the songs it's like... sorry finish no i i am finished oh, okay i was gonna just say that honestly that new that that list that that track listing i didn't find it jarring at all i actually found it pretty smooth and i actually had no no real issues with it to be quite honest with you yeah how about you so... ken did you listen to it yeah, no, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, it went fine. I mean, I just I was trying to think what what kind of concept it would have been or what it was Night. meaning. And things after yeah. things after dark. Things that happen after dark, you know. It almost sounds yeah. almost sounds like a guy out in the town trying to score almost. Yeah, I still love you. War machine, you know. Warriors, come out, come out. Come you know, partners in crime is like after they're done doing, they're laying in bed having a cigarette. Yeah. I still love you. Come on, you know. Well, maybe again. I thought it was more about Ace. Ace. What I still love you, Ace. Yeah, you know, uh, make up or break up, break up, Ace break up from the band. We still love you. Trying to get him back. Um, Bitch is insane. She deals with the band, not the band, and Ace. And it definitely sounds a little more like a man and girl thing, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken. So, Sonic Boom versus Creatures of the Night songs, random songs going head to head. Do you see any case where either, you know, a Sonic Boom song is gonna come out triumphant, other than the two that get a free pass? Yeah, I think there's a possibility of maybe one or two max. <laughs> uh, I think there's one that could could defeat another uh, song on Creatures, but. Uh, it would have to match up perfectly in order to do it. So mm-hmm. it's not likely. All right. Well, let's get straight to it. So how this works is all the songs from Creatures go into the Red Cup because obviously Gene finally got to do a lead single. It would be the last time he'd do so until 92. All the songs from Sonic Boom go into the Green <laughs> Cup. Oh, you're going to disappear. So Mark will get to pick first. And since we're an odd number... We're guaranteed not to have any ties, so let's go with the first mm-hmm. the first selection. And the winner, of course, goes into the pink cup of mystery, which is round <laughs> two. And then we'll be picking probably 10 or 15 of those, depending on how long it takes. So straight up, going into Gene's recycling machine with I'm an animal. Ah. Versus... I still love you versus oh. Adam. 
Wow. And that's what, you know, that's the whole point of this death match is you're going to get some stupid matchups like these two albums to begin with going head to head is yeah. just idiotic. And these two songs going head to head is idiotic when you think about it. But yes. come on. Otherwise, you're trying to rank shit. Let's do it differently. All right, Mark. I'm an animal or I still love you. Well, I did my little notation here on my piece of paper. I went through Sonic Boom and gave each song like a out of three ranking, you know. And uh, one thing I wrote about this song, I'm an Animal, is that because it was a memory that's strong in my mind is this song, I'm an Animal, really tanked life. When I saw them in Toronto, like when they played this, the place was just like quiet, like crickets. Like people were like, what the hell is this? Like nobody knew this song. It seemed like off the album. People knew like, you know, you know, modern day Delilah. They even knew like Say Yeah and stuff like that they were more familiar with. But this song, people were like, you know, let's go get a beer, you know? And that pretty much describes to me what I think of this song in general. I mean, look, it's it sounds good. The whole album was recorded decently well. But compared to I Still Love You, it's not even close. I mean, I Still Love You is to me is such a classic song from Paul Stanley. And I mean, and he made that like legendary by doing it on MTV Unplugged, that song. So for me, it, it is absolutely no contest. It's 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 going to be I Still Love You. Yeah. You know what? I'm an animal live on the Sonic Boom tour was more like not go get a beer, like go get a colonoscopy with all the prep work that goes into doing that. And ladies, if you haven't experienced that, well, you go through childbirth, so you know it's not fun. Um, yeah, this this whole I Still Love You, Paul Stanley sang the living shit out of that song on, well, from the Creatures tour through, you know, what was really a stunning performance on MTV Unplugged. And it may well have been partially responsible for the deterioration of his voice, but it's an absolutely stunning power ballad. And it was the first album to really feature a song of that mode. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a no brainer. I'm an animal is just like the recycling machine in action. It has its moments. I mean, recycling bits of what feel like heaven. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's part of what is the problem with sonic boom is that it leans so heavily on recycling older ideas and while a lot of it does work and is fun because of that i'm an animal is an example of where the recycling is just a little bit too well lazy to, yeah. to be perfectly honest yeah and i so, mean yeah because they wanted to make such a 70s that was their sort of agenda they wanted to make sort of a 70s throwback record right which ended up sounding more like an 80s record but like in songwriting they wanted to approach it more 70-ish and if, and what better way for gene to do that than to go back into his notebook and rehash some of his old old material right so yeah the fact that they forgot that they'd given the song to peter chris in 1982 <laughs> which is kind of ironic since we're doing creatures versus mm. uh, versus sonic boom you know, it had a whole shitload of 80s elements on Sonic Boom, which I love. I mean, I love the little bits and pieces that jump out at me. And, you know, like you, my part, my preparation for this was listening to, I've been listening to Creatures a lot lately anyway. But, you know, I threw Sonic Boom on like nine times today. Mm -hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed the whole fucking mm -hmm. album. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, it. It stands up much better. If that had been, you know, the final Kiss Studio album versus Sonic um, Psycho Circus, Monster. way better oh, album. Yeah. You know, Monster I love as well, so I don't have a problem mm. with that. But either of those as the final two albums are perfectly fine. We'll go back to Ken for that question, but it's already through since it's two to one, even if he mm -hmm. disagrees with those. So let's go <laughs> straight back into the Red Cup. For the next matchup and it is going to be keep me coming okay which i don't think anyone would call one of the stronger songs on this is creatures. where it could be interesting this is where it could well be let's see sonic boom oh dear god yes <laughs> i know nobody's perfect actually mm. that's a good that's a, a, a yeah. good a good matchup to have so mark well you you may be surprised or you may not be surprised but keep me coming i don't i don't mind the song i think it's okay it's one of you know paul's it's a definite paul song as we all know it's right away when you hear it you know it's going to be one of his songs um 
But as I hinted earlier, there are some songs on Creatures that are on, of the weaker brand. And for me, that's one of them that falls into that bracket. And ironically, one of the one, two, yeah, there's two songs on Sonic Boom. I rated a three out of three in my little list. And one of them is Yes, I Know, Nobody's Perfect. Because I've actually really liked that song. The very first time I heard it, I thought it was really cool. It was catchy. I thought the chorus was really good. I think Gene sings it really good. The lyrics, yeah, they're a little bit tacky. You know, you know, take off your clothes, baby, and all that shit, right? But uh, it's, I find it very catchy. I love the bass sound on this record. And this is this song, too, in particular. Every time there's a Gene sung song, his bass seems to be just a little bit up more in the mix when that happens. So I, I definitely love this song. I'm going to give Yes, I Know the win over Keep Keep Me Coming. Keep Me Coming is a throwaway for me. Complete throwaway. It's a Zeppelin clone or from the Zeppelin mode. And, you know, it's good. It's enjoyable. But does it stand up to Nobody's Perfect? Nobody's Perfect has its roots, or the ones that I know about, in the Asylum era and mm-hmm. earlier. So Nobody's Perfect is one of the original is one of those great unreleased songs that was full of possibility. I think there was an instrumental and a demo of it in pretty rough quality that circulated for many years. And this was them reworking that idea. So naturally, as a fan who entered in to fandom in the Asylum era, I'm going with Nobody's Perfect as well. So we'll have to see if... uh, Ken gives us a sanity check on that, but again, <laughs> at this point, his opinion really does not matter. Sorry, Ken. Mm. That's what you get for walking away. Mm. All right, gotta just update my notes quickly. I had a couple of beers this afternoon when that happens. <laughs> All right, next up, coming out of the Creatures Cup, is the title track Creatures Ooh. of the Night. Nice. Versus. See what happens here. That's that's a spam caller. Ignore my phone ringing in the background. All right. Hot and cold. Mm. Okay. This is going to be much easier. Mark, you go again. Well, Creatures of the Night, to me, is one one of the better opening tracks on a Kiss album. I mean, I think it's fantastic. I've always liked this song. I thought it was one of Paul's, you know, better sung songs as well i think he does a great job i've always loved that guitar riff that that little thing in the verse that they play that that line is so so well written uh i i really love this song it, it's strong and the one thing that i've always i I've, i love it so much and i know it so intimately that when they did that pressing the 2014 of creatures they came out and i didn't hear that verb on it at the end of the song how it ends i was like wait a minute this is not the original pressing of this album and i knew right away there was a there was a glitch there so i mean i've i know this song intimately top up and down left and right uh and hot and cold while it's an okay gene song it's you know again melodically it's pretty pretty good pretty decent chorus uh you know when i think of hot and cold for some reason i, I think of uh What's her name? Uh, Katy Perry. She had a song called that as well. And my ex-girlfriend used to listen to Katy Perry all the time. So whenever I hear that title, I'm like, oh, is that Kiss? No, it's Katy Perry. Uh, but honestly, to me, to me, it's no contest. I mean, Creatures of the Night is just a far better song than this. I mean, you can say whatever positive stuff you want about Hot and Cold, but there's just it's just not going to have the same iconicness and the same impact that Creatures of the Night had for me when I heard it. All right, so you're going with hot and cold, huh? <laughs> hot and cold is a total throwaway um, for me. Creases of the night is just a bombastic declaration. It doesn't uh, end up as the opening track on any album without a good reason. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect opening track. It's a perfect declaration. It's a perfect saying, forget about the elder. We, we deny all knowledge of that aberration. <laughs> um, just the savagery of the opening is just perfection um is it a great kiss song i i I don't think it reaches that but i think in terms of its savagery it's a perfect 
you know, reverse face of where they'd been prior to that. Hot and cold is just middling to me. I mean, it's okay. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not. It's mm. none of it. It's just like your average kind of gene asylum as animalized era filler. Um, you know, it it just works on some of those '70s ideas that he kicked around so many times during the 70s and 80s but never brought to full form and here they are finally coming to form so creatures of the night without a doubt you you mentioned an interesting thing the differentiation between 2014 and the goof that they made by using the 85 it's not a remix because only one song was remixed uh, but mm-hmm. the rest of it was re-EQ'd as well which brought down the reverb tremendously bringing yeah. it more in line with the sound of Lick It Up so there's a consistency between the two and you miss that ending reverb on songs that keep me coming you miss it on the ending of Creature of the Night which was remixed and yeah. also um, Danger is another one where it really rings out and it's just completely missing on 85 but that's yeah. the album that I'm most used to because that's the one that was available yeah. when I became a fan. Ken, you've got some catching up to do here. Um, Sorry about that. Let's see if your vote changes anything on these first three song pairings that we've picked. So okay. let's go back to the beginning. Animal versus I Still Love You. I Still Love You. Animal's just not good. Yeah, it's just not a very, very good song. I'm surprised they... Put that on that album. Paul clearly didn't know Gene's back catalog very well, or he. Would I know he's got a lot of other don't, songs. Don't you frickin' recycle that shit? <laughs> it's, or, it's already been released, buddy. Um, all right, so next one was "Keep Me Coming" versus "Yes I Know." Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I'll say "Keep Me Coming." Wow. So yeah. you're the only one who voted that. He, he's oh, standing. Really? Up, he's standing yeah. up for creatures. Hold your fist up high, Ken. You're, you're um, holding, you're holding the banner. Creatures. I mean, I like. Yes, I know no one is perfect, but I think uh, "Keep Me Coming" is a better, harder rocker. I think "Nobody's Perfect" uh, is not one of his better songs. I think he can do better than that. Okay, mm-hmm. I said it, it, it was better because it was an asylum leftover, and Keep Me Coming was a Zeppelin clone. That was my justification. Oh, Keep Me Coming was a, eh, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I just thought that Yes, yes I Know was just better melodically, better, stronger chorus than yeah. Keep Me Coming. Yeah. But at least at least Ken hey, voted for the you, creature song. Yeah, so. exactly. Vote for what you want to, you know, don't, don't let us sway anything. If he's, oh, and, you like it better, then you like it better. Yep. Absolutely. So the matchup that we just uh, talked about was Creatures of the Night title track versus Hot and Cold. Try not to laugh. <laughs> I, I can't help it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Though I like Hot and Cold, but uh, Creatures of the Night. Yeah, I, I mean that we even have to have a discussion of more than a single word is, uh, you know, kind of the whole point of this. Yes. So uh, Ken went with Hot and Cold. All right. I did not. I know that. <laughs> All right. Next up, I love it loud. <clears throat> Straight between the eyes. Loud. Versus. Come on. Modern day of the Isla. Really? Is it? That's the. That's the. Comp- no. That's what well, it is. I, I'm, I'm tempting fate. Okay. You, you guys. Oh, Russian roulette. Yeah. Ooh, okay. okay. This will be quick. Ken. I love it loud. Though you know, Russian Roulette is is a not a bad song, but uh, not as good as I Love It Loud. All right, Mark. Uh, well, Russian Roulette is actually one of the songs I thought was pretty decent on uh, the album. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Gene sang it pretty good, but you know, I Love It Loud has such a memory etched in my mind from seeing this video here that I'm showing and I always thought that the drum sound on this song was just so bombastic and so you know so like so game changing in my mind you know so I've always thought this song to be one of those songs that would have no contest in the sort of a competition like we're doing now 
and and that's saying that even though knowing that I've heard the song so many times and I've known for a fact that I would come to despise the song at one point because I had a Creatures of Night compilation video back from the you know convention days and on that convention videotape was about 50 times they put I Love It Loud the video on there and I was so sick of the song after watching that video that for a while I didn't want to hear I Love It Loud ever like for, for, for the rest of my life but you know what as good as Russian Roulette is I still think that it could never hold water to I Love It Loud exactly what he said um, you know I Love It Loud you're going to get to listen to tomorrow as the the new single from Crucius of the Night Super Deluxe Edition live from Rockford if you're in the right time zone it's probably available as we talk uh, Australia had it yesterday because they're special they're on the right side of the time the, time, the international date line um, Russian Roulette's actually one of Gene's stronger songs on the album as well which is a shame that it comes up against there's no way in hell that I Love It Loud is not going through because number one I could vote for Roulette and it's still through because of what you guys have both said but come on I Love It Loud mm. yeah yeah. concert staple man. right between the eyes alright moving on <sighs> Saint and Sinner <clears throat> Versus. Must be a short stand. <laughs> Just one second here. Go go to Ken first. One sec. Actually, stand. You know, a lot of people don't like stand, but I like I like that song a lot. Um, but yeah. Sort of um, shit that you have an NFL halftime show. Yes. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Saint and Sinner, <laughs> I thought it was a very unique uh, written song um, by Gene, and and I, I think it's it's a nice change of pace um, in his writing. I think, and it's really good. I've always, always liked it. I always thought it was a very cool song. So, yeah, Saint and Sinner wins for me. Okay, Mark, we had a chortle out of you when that lineup was announced. So tell us what and why. Well, Saint and Sinner is definitely a much better song. I mean, I, I, I like it better. I, again, it has it has more impact on me for many reasons. I mean, I remember hearing the drum track alone to this song uh, when a podcast had it on their episode once, but they were showing it as, you know, the Devereaux's Dungeon or whatever that segment was called. Uh, yeah, I just like it better. I think it's a much better written song. And like you said, Stan definitely sounds like something that you would hear like NFL cheerleaders dancing to. You know, it, it's, it doesn't sound like a real hard-hitting song. And it doesn't have to be hard-hitting to be a good song, but I just don't think Stan is nearly as good or impactful as Saint and Sinner. No, Stan's trying to be something like I in terms of its messaging or God gave rock and roll to you too. You know, something from kind of that yeah. realm and perspective. I, I like how it has, you know, both of their vocals. Um, yeah. But Saint and Sinner has a complete vibe to it that's really unique, really, in the Kiss catalog. It's really interesting musically. And mm -hmm. I think that comes from the very odd songwriting combination of Gene with Michael Jap, who had worked with Paul on this. So, um, I mean, it's Saint by a mile just because it has such an unusual feel in terms of a Kiss song. So it's also, I think, a really good vocal, which oh, yeah. helps. And musically, really it's, it's very interesting. So, um, yeah. Stan, I actually quite like, even though it doesn't feel very yeah. Kiss-like. It's, it's more... <clears throat> I don't want to say poison because obviously there's a, there's a very poison there's song on, on that album. <laughs> um, bon Jovi-ish or maybe something else. I can't find a reference point for mm. what what I'm trying to express. So um, at least Saint and Sinner goes through. <laughs> yeah, cr Creature so far is... Yeah. Pretty good. It's, it's not unanimous because one Sonic Boom song has managed to go through, Ken. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Michael. 
It wasn't your fault. Don't, don't get it mad at me. Don't get mad at Ken. He's the voice of reason. All right. Next up, modern day Delilah. Mm. Versus. Rock and roll hell. So, rock and roll hell. The cover song, because it was originally recorded by Bachman Turner Overdrive. In 1979 versus Modern Day Delilah, which is really a ripoff of <clears throat> Deadly Weapons. So it's got the same riff, in essence, as the chorus to Love's a Deadly Weapon rewritten. So I guess that's why Gene has a songwriting credit <laughs> on that song. But you know what? I really like Modern Day Delilah because it has that what I call the asylum riffage in it. And it's also yeah. got a really good kind of asylum-esque solo in it. I think Bruce Kulick would be very proud of the work Tommy did on that song. So I'm going modern day Delilah. Ken. Yeah, they're, they're both very good songs. Uh, even though ones, you know, uh, not their own took it and made it their own. Um, Modern Day Delilah is a great song. I mean, first single, so that was a real good song. Obviously, probably the best song on Sonic Boom. Um, <laughs> but having said that, um, I've always loved Rock and Roll Hell. I think it's 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 one of my higher rated songs. On the, I just like the vibe of it. Um, you know, it kicks in and then it mellows it out. It just has the bass something along. <clears throat> And it has the story. Um, I just always liked it. And the chorus is really catchy. So I'm going to go with Rock and Roll Hell. All right. It's going to be all down to Mark. Well, I am i don't mind uh, Rock and Roll Hell. I always thought it was interesting. I think the bass sound on it is pretty chunky and clunky and stuff like that. But... I still think that Modern Day Delilah is a better song. I mean, I think also because it's, I always kind of had this kind of thing where I, I always kind of prefer original songs to, to covers. I don't think that's a fair competition when you're using a cover, you know, in these kind of things because it's not their, it's not their song, you know. They're just kind of redoing it in their own, you know, minute. image, wait, you know. Wait a minute, how is it not fair? <laughs> it's, a co- it's a cover, but uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, it wasn't a... As far as I know, it wasn't even a hit. No, it doesn't yeah. have to be a hit. Very, very, few, a very hit. few people would have known about, what was it, Not Fragile was the album that it came off? Well, I, I've heard it before. I've well, heard you're, that You're Canadian. You, you, know, better, but, you better. Oh, have. yeah, well. They... And that, that's the thing. I mean, I've heard it before, and it, it's not identical. They did change it a bit. They improved right? it quite a bit, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, oh, I, they did I, a I like way better case. version. Yeah, Kiss version is much better than Bachman Turner Overdrives, oh, but yeah. I still think that the Modern Day Delilah is a better song overall. You know, I mean, I think that he he's it's just sung better. I think that it's more catchier. I like the chorus better. I just think overall it's a better song. So I'm gonna go with Modern Day Delilah. Okay. Yeah, another Sonic Yeah, two two Sonic Boom. <laughs> I should give you guys FAQ email accounts so everyone can send them to you. Not my fault again. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Ken, you're, you're so corporate. I mean, you're just sticking with the classic, <laughs> the, the classic Kiss songs. Like, you're, you're afraid to offend the catalog. I know. <laughs> Whereas us 80s, guys, a new one. us 80s guys are like the Rodney Dangerfields. We don't respect nothing. All right. Here we go. Danger Us. Mm-hmm. That should be easy. I'm going to laugh at this. I, I need to put a bandana on right now. Yeah. Right. No, they borrow that title from someone. Uh, okay. Versus Killer. All right. Let, Ken, make quick work of this. Killer wins easily. Um, just nice rocking Griffin song. Um, I think it has Vinnie Vincent written all over it, I think. Um, so, yeah. Definitely killer. Those lyrics are totally, are, are completely <laughs> Vinny. It's just, bitch is insane. She deals with pain. I, I love, I've, I've always loved that song. It's one, probably in my top two on that album. If I had to go, I'm, 
if we've done a ranking, I'll probably need to go back Top and make two. sure. It, wow. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that song. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Dangerous <laughs> is just shite. Um, I've got nothing else to say about that one. Mark. Trying to be too clever there on Dangerous. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, the, I've always loved how that song starts with that whole reverse. Musically, it's good. Musically, yeah. Dangerous is good, but. Danger, like, oh, I mean, I, I like Killer better. Like, Killer yeah. is obviously the better song, but it, that riff in there is really a standout. Uh, Dangerous to me is just everything that can go wrong with a Paul song. I mean, it's just so predictable, that song. And that chorus, danger you, danger me, danger us, it's yeah, like, too, oh, no. Too, like, really? Too clever. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. It's, I don't know. I, I don't want to totally berate Paul, but, you know, it's just not a good song at all. I mean, killer to me. Again, the thing about Creatures of the Night that it always has on its side is it has an atmosphere to it. All those songs are covered in that verb that they used in the original versions of these songs that just make it so, you know, ominous. And you can even take like a rift, like, like you know, Killer or, you know, like even Keep Me Coming or something that's a little bit more uppity and happy. You slap that kind of a verb and room verb on it. It just all of a sudden gives it a little bit more darker, menacing sound to it. So it's creatures will always have that advantage over, I think, other records. So... You know, long story short, Killer is much better song, in my opinion. Yeah, great vibe, great representation of the production Michael James Jackson brought to the album, in my view. All right, next up, Danger. So we went from Dangerous to just Danger. Versus. Oh boy. Da -da -da -da. All for the glory. Oh. All for the Glory versus mm. Danger, which is kind of an interesting matchup that mm -hmm. I'm just I'm computing here. I can't quite wrap my head around that one. Ken, you're on mute. You're muted. Man, damn. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna actually go. Boy, that's, that's a hard one. Uh, Danger is not one of my favorite songs on Creatures. Uh, and? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Say come it. on, you gotta make a, you gotta make it. a choice. All for the Glory. I, I do it. Like it but uh, I, I do like All for the Glory. But I don't know. I, <laughs> that's a, well, it's kind of a difficult one for me. No, you just no, have to say not. it. Make the choice. Make the choice. Because otherwise, uh, Mark and I will. Maybe. I'm going to go with All for the Glory. Yay for Eric Singer for the win. Why? Mm -hmm. What puts you over the edge? I, well, I like Eric Singer as a vocal on it, but I think it's a really uh, well-written song. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a cool song. That is, this one's not one of those you know trying to be so clever like that other dangerous thing <laughs> um and i remember it being it being used for uh, espn and stuff like that even you know as part of uh football you know ta and stuff like that but uh i just think it's a better all-around song written song danger <laughs> is kind of to me is simpler and i don't know what it's trying to go for but it's not one of my it could be my least favorite song on on Creatures. Um, maybe that's why. Offer the Glory is really well done and well sung. Um, I, I just like it. Yeah, I think Danger is one of the last songs recorded for the album, um, and it seems like a kind of a rush job, you know. Mm. Mark. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I, I'm surprised we have to we have to pull that out of Ken. So it was such a difficult pull for Ken to do. You know, for me it's a no-brainer. I mean, All for the Glory is much better. I mean, it, it, to me it just sounds more better constructed. Uh, Eric Singer sings fantastic. The one crime on this record, honestly, in my opinion, is that he only has one song on this record that he sung. They should have given him two for sure. He has such a great voice. 
I mean, the first time I ever heard him sing Black Diamond on the Revenge Tour, I was like, wow, why don't they let this guy sing more? You know, he has a, such a great voice. So it, it sung good. Uh, I like the verse. The guitar solo in this song is really good. I like the kind of the ideology of the of the lyrics that, you know, while it's not tacky like Stand is, you know, uh, this one kind of, though, I think is almost like a, like a I wouldn't say a, a, a poke in the ribs, but sort of like a jab at the old school fans. Like, you know, this is the band now and we're all for one, one for all kind of thing. It almost get, you almost kind of get that vibe from it a bit that they're trying to just say, you know, we're, we're one, we're, we're happy the way the band is now. And this is us. That's what I kind of read into it a bit, but I just think overall, it's a much better written song. I love the guitar solo. I love, and most of all, I just love Eric Singer singing on this much better. I mean, you know, danger is a good song. Again, it has a good vibe to it, but I, something about the chorus I don't like. I don't like the danger, danger. Like it's just a little too operatic in parts, especially that whole part there's like, uh, kind of doesn't rub me the right way for some reason. But, you know, if it, if it was any other song on my list here, I probably would have voted Danger, but All for the Glory is the one of those songs that I was hinting earlier that could come out on top because I've always loved that song. It's one of the songs on this album I always had a, a soft spot for. Yeah, musically, it's a good song. And I'm glad it came up against a song like Danger, which makes it a lot easier to make that kind of call to you know be able to say something good about Tommy on guitar and Eric on you know lead vocal. It's a really good vocal. It's not out of the Peter Chris mode of where they tried to put all their drummers vocally throughout the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. I mean, it's really sitting in its own area for me as a listener. Um, where I really enjoyed it. and it was one of the standout songs that you know when that playlist kept coming around today with Sonic Boom I was enjoying I always did I always wish that they'd done that one live uh, yeah. instead instead of I'm an animal yes for fucks, for fuck's sake I mean it, it it was almost a no-brainer that he should have been singing that and maybe there's still hope that one day He'll get to pull that one out of the hat. Well, clearly the last song for Creatures is War Machine. And it's going up against... It's a song that Paul Stanley says is a new classic. And what Paul Stanley says is law. So which song am I talking about, guys? (laughs) Yeah. Let me hear you say... Say yeah. Yeah. Say yeah yeah, yeah. versus War Machine. Both songs are still in the set on the end of the road. And that should say everything that you need to know about what the band thinks about both of these songs. Though, say, yeah, got dropped the other night when they were running late, um, and War Machine didn't, which should also tell you everything you need to know about both of these songs. Mm-hmm. But Say Yeah is still there representing current Kiss, and War Machine is still representing Brian Adams. So, Mark, let's go, since it's got a Canadian co-writer on, well, two, I think Jim Valens Jim is Valens. on there. Yeah, yeah, because obviously this was a song that uh, Jim and, and Brian pitched to the band, and then Gene put mm-hmm. his stamp on it. So, what do you think, eh? Well, um, look, I, I like Brian Adams. I'm not going to say anything negative about Brian Adams. I thought his early records, like Reckless and Cuts Like a Knife, were decent albums better than decent they were some you know they are vendor stratocaster worthy songs let's put it that way everything up until robin hood <laughs> yes exactly great stuff you know even into the fire i, I really like that too uh great stuff shows that canadians can rock just as good as americans in my opinion um the thing is though that war machine as a song will always again and see this is the, this is the thing war machine is one of those songs that when I hear it, many things come cycling into my head. The first time I ever hear it, I thought to myself, wow, that is a really cool riff. I really loved it. And then I kept thinking to myself for years, where did I hear that before? And then it came back to me that my favorite wrestler in ECW, Taz, used to always come in on War Machine. And that was one thing that was just glued in my head. I was just seeing Taz in that orange towel over his head coming into War Machine 
and then completely smoking the opponent in like under four minutes. You know, it was just such a great memory, you know, the ECW arena and stuff. And I I just think that it's it's got a good vibe to it. It, it, it's, it sounds really cool. And again, this is one of those songs that really, really benefited from this production that Michael James Jackson, Michael James Jackson did on this album. It, 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 I can't imagine this song sounding any other way with any other kind of production. It just, it's like a perfect marriage. Whereas Say Yeah, <clears throat> it just sounds to me just like, you know, it's a song that anybody I think could have wrote and I would have believed it. It's not like this has Kiss stamped all over it. Yeah, there's elements of it that that does. Maybe the the sound of the harmonized vocals ring true of Kiss, but musically it's nothing spectacular to me. So, I'm going War Machine. Okay, Ken. All right. So, um, I think the the actual now Gene has always said that he came up with that that riff on this little toy keyboard. <laughs> or for War Machine. Mm-hmm. But maybe a lot he gave. He took yeah. the riff. Maybe he did that and said, "Here, I got this riff. Write a song out of it." And then they, they actually created something off of that, and then turned it back to him. And then he said, oh, "Okay, I want to change some lyrics or whatever <laughs> to get his song credit." But whatever. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, War Machine is the first time I heard that album playing it through, you know, was, every song was great, you know, pretty much uh, going through it. And then the ending, I was like, wow, what a great song to end the album. I thought this thing is awesome. <laughs> you know, it, it could have been my favorite song, probably. It may be my favorite song, actually, on the album. Um, really. Because uh, I've always loved it for, from the first time I heard it. Uh, so definitely... It, it it kills say yeah yeah I know say yeah is in concert and they play it um, but it's it's a good song it's a good maybe crowd participation song but it's not uh, not anything like War Machine so Mark and Ken are warmongers they both mm-hmm. voted for war warmongers <laughs> I, I love tanks I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you because I like the sentimentality of Paul going back to what was an important part of his rap in the 70s. Let me hear you say, yeah, yeah, you know, all that in the concert. When you listen back to the bootlegs of the 70s and he would go into the long rock and roll preacher and he tried to bring that into a song. Whereas I think the song splits tell the story. You know, Gene has enough of a part of War Machine to be completely valid, even if the idea, um, you know, came in from Jim Valance and Brian Adams. War Machine is a great song, but because my vote doesn't matter, I'm able to throw <laughs> another vote to a Sonic Boom song just to be a twat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and I like how it's an audience participation part that the audience has never risen to the occasion for for Paul. Mm. And Paul has been doing this song since 2019, insistent that it's a classic. And the audience is going for a beer or a pee. Um, mm-hmm. It has never become the song that he envisaged it being for maybe the reasons that I just said, it going back to the 70s, um, that I have no problem saying that. I, I think that's more a valid perspective that it originates from than a song that was brought in from co-writers that Gene married to a concept from a Casio keyboard. So because mm. it doesn't matter, yeah. I'm going say yeah. And you can all tell me that I'm an idiot. Um, Did you say... You know, flaming youth could replace say yeah in the set list. You know, something like that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, in, in I'd a minute. Flaming in, youth. in a minute, you know. But you know what? I kind of almost get the feeling that in, on this tour they made a compromise because I know that when he probably suggested say yeah and saying that it was such a classic, I can see Gene rolling his eyes saying yeah, it's such a classic. 
you know, and then him insisting on doing War Machine, and we know how much Paul doesn't really like that that stuff. That's I can almost say, okay, we'll do Say Yeah, and I'll I'll let you do War Machine if you let me do Say Yeah. I can totally see it because apparently from what I read, and Julian, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, wasn't there like a some kind of some kind of a story about something similar where he didn't like Creatures of the Night, Gene and Paul didn't like I Love It Loud, and they both said, okay, we'll let each other's songs uh, go on. Maybe. I read that somewhere. You might be right. I um, think I, that sounds familiar to me. I, yeah. I, I guess maybe, and hopefully, that will be answered in the liner notes to the creatures, mm. which I haven't seen. So, no idea. I just hope they're as good or better so, as, than the Destroyer. So, one. now we have two songs going in from the album that really, I don't know. How, I'm no, curious to your reaction. No, no they're, just, they're just going into the white, white cup of oddities that will, you know. Mm-hmm face off against each other before the next round so they 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 just go into the scraps heap right now and it's yeah. when when lightning strikes and tommy's song and never enough i mean yeah if either of those songs had come up against just about any creature of the night song then they wouldn't have won so they're mm-hmm. they're only getting through on a technique they're not even getting through yeah. they're just going into the additional round where we put all these uh, extras so they're they're yeah. not they're not going into round two. They're just going into round one, A, for okay. the last one. All right, let's re- run through the uh, the matchups. And I, again, this is the whole point of doing a death match: is we never know what album's going to go up against each other. We never know what song's going to be, and it's it's just a new way of framing a discussion and nothing more. So I'm an animal versus I still love you. Duh, I still love you. Um, keep me coming versus yes I know nobody's perfect nobody's perfect goes through on that so there's one for Sonic Boom Creatures of the Night versus Hot and Cold duh um, I Love It Loud versus Russian Roulette duh uh, Satan Sinner versus Stand well Saint uh, Modern Day Delilah versus Rock and Roll Hell Modern Day Delilah so another song mm-hmm. from Sonic Bam. Yeah, uh, mm. Killer versus Dangerous. Well, <laughs> the killer is far more dangerous than Dangerous yes. ever be. Yes. Killed it. Um, <laughs> danger versus All for the Glory. All for the Glory. The glory. That's three. And War Machine versus Say Yeah. War Machine, rightfully. But I got to be contrarian. Which also a good podcast, <laughs> by the way. Wet. So, let's get into the uh, the next round. Ooh, let's see what the next one is. Uh, the next round, is, whenever we get around to it, is going to be... We need be, a good head-to-head battle. I hope it is. I hope it's not one. Dynasty. Dynasty. Ooh, okay. That's versus... a good record. Don't be the first album. Don't be the first album. Mark! You gotta jinx it. It's picked, so... Dynasty versus Love Gun. Oh, there you so, go. Sister Records. Well, back that, to back. That's a, sequ- that's a sequential matchup there. So I've got no, I, you know, nothing popped into my head on feelings about that one. Um, other than I'm sure it'll be interesting. That's going to be tough. Well, it could be. There's a there's a few that's matchups that could be interesting. I think there'll be more than a couple. Well, we, yeah, we never know what, what it's going to be. Guess, so. Yeah, because there are a few cheesers on, for sure on Love Gun. Depending on the lineup, depending on what song is against what song. I mean, if we get Almost Human versus, say, uh, Dirty Living, that might require mm. a little bit of thought Yeah. for mm. some for some of those. Um, like other, both. Other than the Gene guy. <laughs> the Gene guy. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the Peter guy, so Peter that doesn't Carl sound right. There. I like... When a guy says, I like Peter, <laughs> head, down, head down to the Castro district right, right now. Where was that? that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, what did what did we get right? Which of our comments were egregious? And is Julian a twat? Well, we already know the answer to that. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Nobody's perfect. Um, that's our, our death match for this episode. So do chime in with your comments about these head-to-head lineups. And remember, they are random. They're... There are no rankings to set up albums to try and make these things go easily. We want to 
have a little bit of a discussion and a laugh about some of these things. Uh, the next one's going to be a doozy. Love Gun mm -hmm. versus Dynasty. I, I actually look forward to that. We'll have to make yeah. sure we've got hopefully a five-person panel. Try and do it on a Saturday when we can have Daniel and Lonnie um, both in there because I think that would be more fun for that sort mm -hmm. of album. And I think, uh, how many songs are on Dynasty? Nine. Nine, I think, is it? Yeah, and there are ten. I think it's on, nine, yeah. There are ten on Love Gun, which means there's a possibility that then she kissed me. She kissed me with go sons? <laughs> Nice. Uh, well, it wouldn't go through. It would just go into the the white cup Next and have one more, another day to live. So we'll see how that one goes. But for now, from Ken, from Mark, and myself, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you listening to our show, and we'll see you next time. All right, Kiss Army, welcome to the Kiss FAQ podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy it.